Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store. And well, we've only got two more stops on the That Sounds Fun tour, but I am stoked about the two we have left. I hope I get to see you tonight in Phoenix, actually in Mesa, or Wednesday in Denver, actually Aurora. But I would love to see you guys at those shows. We have a few seats left at both. I cannot believe this tour is coming to a close. Ugh. I've loved every second of it and cannot wait for these last two shows. So pop over to AnnieFDowns.com slash events and grab your last minute tickets. And you may remember that earlier this year, we did a podcast listener survey after the Epiphany episode. And one of the things that you all said you're interested in hearing more about is prayer. Me too. (laughs) So we're excited to let you know that we're going to spend the entire month of April, aside from Holy Week, focused on prayer. We'll hear from some different wise voices about various practices of prayer, but one of the things I'm most excited about is we're going to do another That Sounds Fun Q&A all about prayer, and that's where we need your help. We want to know what questions you'd like to explore about prayer. Just visit the link in the show notes to submit your questions about prayer, okay? Again, they're down in the show notes. There's a link right there. Just send us your questions. I cannot wait for us all to get to learn and grow together in April. But before we dive into today's conversation, I want to take a moment and share about one of our incredible partners, Athletic Greens. We talk a lot around here about how to become the healthiest version of ourselves, body, mind, and spirit. And well, Athletic Greens is definitely something that supports my physical health. When you drink one scoop of Athletic Greens mixed into a glass of cold water, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. At least that's when I like to use it as part of my morning routine. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy level, and your ability to focus. That is quite a list. I like that it simplifies all the needed vitamins, minerals, and supplements into one easy step, and it tastes good. A lot like a green juice with a tropical flavor to it. Athletic Greens is lifestyle-friendly, so if you eat keto or paleo or vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, you're all good. And it costs you less than $3 a day. So it's an investment you're making in your health that's cheaper than having a daily fancy coffee habit or 
fancy tea habit as I do. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially since we're still in the middle of cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of cold water every day, and that is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Along with our prayer Q&A link, that link and all of our partner links are always in our show notes below and on anniefdowns.com slash podcast. Today on the show, I get to talk with one of the most often requested guests. I mean, y'all love hearing from this guy, and I do too. My friend Ben Rector is back with us today. You can go back and listen to him on episode 130, but today he is here talking about his new album that releases this week on Friday. It's called The Joy of Music. It features collabs with Snoop Dogg, Kenny G, Dave Cause, and Taylor Goldsmith from Dawes. Ben is a fantastic singer-songwriter and an all-around stand-up guy. I just adore him and his family. Y'all, this episode is so good. This conversation is so good. And this new album is so good. You're going to love it all. Ben's had so much fun stuff going on around this release. I cannot wait for you to hear all about it. So here's my conversation with Ben Rector. Ben, my first question (laughs) as we're talking about our headphones. Yes. You have one on, one off. I'm concerned about my hearing. I'm too. Okay, about mine or about yours? <laughs> uh, mostly about mine, but I could be concerned about. I'm concerned about everybody's here. Thank you. Yeah, I noticed this morning when I got in my car that when the podcast started, uh-huh. my volume was at max in my car. Oh, and I didn't. It wasn't a problem. Yeah, yeah. That's that's an issue. I, I my car has a weird like. Right where I want to listen to music, it will auto turn it down a little bit, uh-huh. and then if you turn it up past that, it will keep it there, but it's too loud. Uh. So it's like. I almost just want to be like, you think you're protecting my hearing, but really you're just making me turn it up a little too loud. <laughs> and like, it's like volume like seven and a half. It'll uh-huh. like scoot it back down to six and a half. But uh-huh. if you go up to like eight and a half, it just leaves it there. It's that, yeah. I wonder if it's because you and I both naturally use our voices all the time. Yeah. Like, and I, and my voice naturally is loud. As uh-huh. you well my, know, my, it, my singing voice is loud. Yeah. So. Is it because we've lived with loud voices for 30 something plus years? Maybe I don't 40? know. I don't know. But I, I've started to think about it in my old age. I know. What are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to go to an ear doctor like we go to an eye doctor? I don't. I, I don't think there's anything to be done. I think they're just going to say, "Don't listen. Don't be around as much loud stuff." And what can we do about that? I, I mean, live with I, myself. I try to. I keep. I try to keep my in ears reasonably quiet on stage. Like I. I don't. I, I try oh, to be you? conscious of that. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's pretty loud. Because the in-ear, this is a thing I don't know. Because when I'm yeah. doing, like, when we're doing the podcast tour, I don't have in-ears because I'm just talking. And when I yeah, speak, I don't awful. have in-ears. Yeah, you should, you should they're awful. Yeah, they're terrible. Why? It's like, it's like someone putting, like, VR goggles on you to see. It's just disorienting. You, you're, you... Is that why we see people take them out sometimes yes. when the crowd sings along because they want to hear the crowd? Well, yeah. I mean, people take, it's just, it's pretty disorienting. It's like... You're, you've stopped being able to use one of your senses and it's coming through an unnatural source and it's blocking out all natural sound. So it's, uh-huh. it can be pretty, you don't realize how much you're used to hearing your voice with like a little bit of air and a little bit of space. And then all of a sudden you're just hearing a very direct sound from it. Um, yeah, it's just, they're, they're, they're not, they're not great. I don't know. I don't know any singers that are like, boy, do I love in ears. <laughs> and they're there to help you hear why? Tell me why. 
Yeah, so basically you I wish everyone should be able to do this to come up on stage during a concert cuz it sounds nothing like I it sounds imagine. out front. Yeah. Like oh. it's 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 super strange. So basically you have to be able to hear the sounds you're making whether you're a drummer or a bassist or singer whatever. And so you can use what's called wedges. They're like speakers on the floor. Uh Most people would know what those are. That point back at the stage. Yes. Yes. So you can hear yourself. But as shows get bigger, you kind of need to use in-ear monitors because you're also hearing stuff like the click and count-ins, mm. and you can't have that coming out of speakers because everybody, everybody can will hear, hear it. it. Oh, sure. Um, and honestly, it's just when you get into bigger spaces, it's just a little bit harder for wedges to do a good job. There's just a lot of sound bouncing around. Uh-huh. So basically, you're removing, you're you're trying to remove all of the like cacophonous, crazy sound and just yeah. hear what you need to. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, it's pretty unnatural. So, so in your in-ears during a show, when we come to this this tour this summer, yes, what you are hearing is everybody on stage. Well, so and that's the deal. The, the bummer is if you're a singer, that takes up a ton of real estate in your in-ears. To, to be able to like hear the nuances of your voice and control it, you uh-huh. have to have it pretty loud. Uh-huh. So my in-ear mix is not... You just hear you? Well, no, it's it, I hear... Uh, we're getting sorry. deep here. No, I know. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> I, I have I have a lot of the click. Okay. Because if I wasn't singing, I'd be able to have like a lot of drums, a lot yeah. of bass, a lot of everything. And really, it's just it's utilitarian. It's like okay. I need to hear where I am rhythmically, yeah. and like the drums. If you look at the drum set, there's like I don't know. 10 microphones on it. Yeah. And that ends up being kind of noisy and there's a lot of stuff you don't necessarily need Mm -hmm. to hear. So I have a lot of click, a lot of my voice and whatever instrument I'm playing and a little bit of everything else. So it's it's, it's not a fun mix to listen to. But if I did a fun mix to listen to, I wouldn't be able to control what I was doing enough. Like, Mm. you know, if you're like listening to a record, you can just take it in. But if you're like controlling your voice within the record, your voice needs to be really loud so you can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So your experience and our experience of a Ben Rector show are incredibly different. Fundamentally different. (laughs) Wild. Yeah. I don't think, I I think I always assumed when I saw people with in-ears that the balance in their head was every instrument. They just heard all the instruments the same. No, it's it's, it's tweaked to whatever you want it to be. And I would like to listen to all the instruments loud, but I just don't have enough real estate. If uh-huh. I turned them all up, I couldn't hear myself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And for the fans there, yes. they, they want to hear me do a good job. So I, <laughs> I, I need to have a lot of, I need to have a lot of click and a lot of myself. Is it you and I who've talked about this before? I think it may have been that the interesting thing about your job versus my job is when people show up to hear me, they, every time they want it to be brand new. They don't oh. ever want to hear me repeat anything. Wow. Right? Because I mean, people are even asking me, Annie, are you going to be doing the same talk on the spring tour that you did last summer? Yeah. But when you show up, they I want, want you they, to sound they, the album. Yeah, they, they they want to hear it just the way it is, which yeah. honestly is great. Although I, the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, it sounds exciting to do something new. And it's like, but I never want to be the guy that's like, I'm not going to play whatever song you want me uh-huh. to play. You know yeah. I mean? Have you ever done a show where you played through an album front to back? Never done that. And yeah. I, honestly, that'd be fun. Like, yeah. I feel like I want to do more stuff like that, but I feel like... Touring is kind of a, um, it's like a whole machine for me now. And yeah. so I haven't haven't had a ton of bandwidth to like do just like fun, random stuff. Yeah. It's usually like, okay, we got to like go do the, you know, album release tour, yeah. et cetera. Last time we talked was Christmas of 2020. Uh, not you and I, but on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> it was Christmas of 2020 and we were both at home. Wow. How different is it when you're thinking about the Joy of Music <laughs> album coming out and the tour how different do you feel thinking about touring now 
that we've had the time off. Uh, it makes me more excited to go do it again. Yeah. And I think touring is always an intense experience for me, partially because I like I don't I picked a funny job for this, but I don't always love performing. Yeah. And there's parts of it that I love, but I'm not like just get me up there. Right. Um, but I think I'm I'm so excited about the record and so excited. It just feels it feels like a communal experience to me. Yes. And so I think I'm really excited to get out and get to do that again. Like yeah. I think that's a that that is exciting to me. And honestly, like I haven't. My life has been so just like. Uh, it's like a closed loop. It's like a routine that I'm just doing the same thing that it's like, oh, doing something different. That sounds yeah. interesting. <laughs> um, but we're all, I mean, right now we're in the throes of like putting the band and crew together and yeah. availability and all that kind of stuff. But I, it makes me excited to do it. It really does. And the joy of music. Yeah. I mean, you have Snoop Dogg on this. I know. I mean, Ben, tell me about that phone call. Like how did you, you somewhere you're sitting in your house and you're like, you know who'd be great on this song is Snoop Dogg. And uh, then you're like, who's the first call? Yeah. Do you have his number? I don't. Okay. I have his, I think his manager's number. Okay. Did you already? No. Okay. And so I started, so basically I I made a record before the pandemic hit that I thought was going to be, I made like seven songs and I was yeah. like, this is going to be my record. And then as soon as the pandemic hit, I started kind of writing again with no agenda wow. and um, essentially rewrote the whole album. <gasps> so those first seven. They're, yeah. I think two of them made the record. But so ben. 11 other songs, I think 11. Um, and so I started, I was writing and creating from a place of just like, I want to do like what sounds fun again and like what feels like inspired. Because for the first time I didn't have any deadlines. There was no like, yes. yeah, but I got to go play the show. Yes. And so with the features on the album, I literally was just like, this sound, what sounds fun? Like, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's do that. So I uh, we got Kenny G first and I was, it was crazy. I was just like... <laughs> We had a saxophone part, and I was like, what if we got Kenny G to do this? <laughs> you just were, like, dreaming. Yeah. And then he was like, yeah, great, let's do it. Yeah. And so that kept happening. And so when I started working on that song, Sunday, I immediately was just like, Snoop Dogg has to be on this song. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a pessimist by nature, always have been. Yes. I feel like people are always surprised by that, but that is that is the way I am. And um, Introverted pessimist. Yes. Yes. And for whatever reason many things on this album, I've just been like, ah, it's going to work out. I think it's going to work. <laughs> really? Yeah, 100%. And so ben. I called my manager, Greg, and I was like, we got to get Snoop Dogg on this song. And he's like, <laughs> okay, I'll see, if, I'll see if I can find Snoop Dogg. And it was, it, was, Greg. it was a saga. It was a lot of twists and turns, but Snoop Dogg is on the album with me. And uh, we're kind of like rapping back and forth, uh -huh. which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we, we found Kevin, who I guess is involved with Snoop Dogg and I think a day-to-day -day manager capacity. And we talked back and forth a lot. And then it was a bit of a saga, Snoop recording the part. It was while him and Kevin Hart were doing the Olympics. The Olympics. Yeah. And so it was. It took him a little longer than normal to do it because he was having to get up. He at had like, like a day job. Yeah. I think he was getting up at like five to do that. Oh my gosh. So... There was, it was Kevin. And thank God he did. That was so funny. Oh, it was great. Oh my gosh, I loved it. And that's what, while it was happening, he's like, he's not going to do this. He's like, every the New York Times had just done like a piece about him. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way that he's going to actually be like, yeah, I want to do this song with Ben Rector, this guy I've never heard of. Um, <laughs> had he never heard of you? I have no idea. Yeah. But basically, the 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 gauntlet was Kevin was like, cool song, first things first. I got to show it to Snoop, see if he wants to do it. Yeah. And of course, in my newfound optimism, it was like, he's totally going to want to do it. <laughs> 
and he did. He 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 wanted to do it, and then we had to work out the financial arrangement, which sure. was hilarious. Um, and then I think right because at some point you're laying down in bed at night, you're like, the number one thing I worked on today was how to pay Snoop Dogg. Oh yeah. <laughs> That yes. is wild. Yeah, truly. But honestly, he he did a great job, and he did like I asked him to do this intro. He did it. It's, yeah, it was really hilarious. And every every time I've heard that song since, I just like it blows my mind. Blows my like ninth grade mind. And then Jane <laughs> has known about it for a long time and doesn't understand that it's your cool. daughter Jane. Yes, yes, just for everybody. Yeah, she's I'm, five. She's four, four, and she she will be five uh, in July, and. She, I'm listening to mixes and stuff, and so she's like learning the songs, mm. and she'll tell people occasionally. She's like, "My dad has this new funny guy Snoop on a song with him." <laughs> and at first, Hillary's like, "Can she tell people that?" I was like, "No one's gonna believe her." So, right. like, sure, I'm sure she's she telling everyone whatever. at school. But she's always like, "This new funny guy Snoop," and I was like, "Not new. He's kind of funny." <laughs> But, but yeah, go tell your friends. Yeah. It's fine with me. Yeah. But so yeah, it, it, it's been a, all of the people who are on the record with me have been so much fun to work with. And honestly, it's just a dream. I started realizing like I should just do stuff that sounds interesting and like literally just for fun because I think for a long time I was like, oh, like fun isn't important enough. This is, I have to like do a good job of this. I can't mess it up. And then I was just like, hey, like I'm, I started getting worried that I was going to look back when I was 60 mm. and not be as worried about if I failed or not, but was more would be more worried about like, dude, you were stressed out your right. whole adult life right. with this really cool job. You got to figure out a way to enjoy this. So I was, on this record, I was just like, I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. So here we are. I forgot to ask you if you want water or coffee or anything. Oh, I'm great. What would you like? I stopped drinking coffee. What? Yeah. Well, it, I, it, I go there. Okay. What? I didn't realize how anxious it made me, and I'm I'm like a kind of anxious person anyways. But I didn't realize the like extra extra heat it was putting on the anxiety. Yeah. Actually, Tim Schur turned me on to it. Yeah. He was like, I stopped drinking coffee, and I think he took like magnesium or something. Yes. I don't know. At night. Yeah, and yeah. so I sometimes have trouble sleeping, and you know whatever. And oh, you're so, like paying Snoop Dogg. There's a lot to think right. about. <laughs> lot, lot, lots lots going on. Um, but he was like, you should try to not drink coffee, and I so I stopped. And not a joke, like a week in, I was actually sad about how much better I felt because I was like, mm. nobody told me for 10 years I was yeah. like taking drugs and no one was like, hey, like, you know, and I think it's not like that for most people. I think most people are just like, this is delicious. I love it. And I miss it. But I do feel a lot more just like level or like at peace now, which is great, but I miss coffee a lot. Yeah. So I, dr- I drink tea in the morning. Yeah, what kind of tea do you not switch as to? Good. I drink like Earl Grey or English breakfast. It okay. still does have caffeine, but it just doesn't hit, it's not as yeah. much and it doesn't like hit me quite do as Do you know hard. I'm the same? I quit coffee oh, in 2007 really? for wow. the exact same. And and so I'm a tea person. English what breakfast has, English breakfast. What kind? Uh, Twinlings yep. is mine right now. Yep. Um, I didn't like that it comes in the little packets. Yeah. Stresses me out. What would you rather? What What do you you want to do the loose leaf? Mm, I did loose leaf a little bit, but I like when it comes all together, not individually wrapped. Makes me feel like I'm not at a hotel. It's just like, yeah, right. I've got a big yes. thing of these. Yeah, you're exactly right. Where you can open the box and the bags yep. are not individually yep. wrapped. They're in there together. Makes me feel like I'm a real tea person. Well, you know, I'm going to Scotland next month. I will oh, wow. get you. Do you like English breakfast or Earl Grey better? 
Uh, it's kind of a tie, and I I'm still kind of like exploring. Because um, you haven't been a tea guy since you could go to England and get tea. Oh right? no, no. I mean, I'm great. I'm I'm a recent tea convert. Great. Oh, I, I will help. I okay, will bring great. you awesome. I I will put a third of my suitcase will be tea things Love for us it. Awesome. because it matters so much to great. me. Every day, it's I, I do it every day. Yeah, and I miss coffee still. I do too, and it's been 2007. So I mean, decades, I, and I still miss it. I call it the devil's bean, and I still <laughs> I still I still, sometimes I'm like it sounds good. I just one a little bit and so uh like this week i had like a tiny bit uh-huh. it just does it, i can it feels different like it yes. feels like someone like plugged me in or something yes i started putting a shot of espresso in my chai at starbucks just for fun oh and man. i started having panic attacks 100 percent. and i didn't know why i was going why can't i mean i was at a speaking event i couldn't get out of the car man yeah nobody no and i really feel like i need to do a psa because i feel like everybody's kind of anxious and i just want to like buy a billboard and be like if you're kind of anxious and you're drinking coffee, stop. Yes. And I think every, I would have thought that sounded like crazy or like overkill. And I want to be like, it's not. Yeah. I wish I could get like eight of those years back and be like, oh, wow. you were like 25% more stressed out all the time than you needed to be. Which if you're were not- Were you drinking a lot? No. Just, I just, wow. I, like I had like, you know, maybe like a, a cup. Maybe I would, and I would drink espresso and stuff, but I wasn't like- crushing coffee yeah it just it was just not helpful for me and yeah. i wish i knew that because i think yeah i think people are just like oh yeah maybe it makes you jittery and it's like it didn't make me jittery it made me kind of crazy yeah literally yeah. it affected my emotions yeah totally have you done a london fog yet at a coffee shop no that's my go-to at a coffee shop if i don't want chai it, because it is earl gray or you can tell them to trade out uh-huh. and it is and then they they steam the milk Whatever you, whatever kind of milk. I, I, I have never gotten into milk and oh, coffee. Oh, you're just, a, oh, just so you're a purist with the tea? Straight up, yeah. Do you put sugar in it or anything? No. You put a bag of tea in water? Hundo P. <laughs> wow, that is. It just, it, feel, it feels, I, I ben, have like, so I have kind of like an efficiency quirk. Uh-huh. And it feels inefficient to me to drink like milk or cream and okay. things in the morning. Okay, so you're just going a straight bag of tea. So you I, you really need British tea because you need the best stuff. Yeah, and I've, I've, I've scoured, you know, I've scoured yeah. a little bit, but I'd love yeah, any, I'll just any assistance. I'll just bring you back some and see what, you, see what you like. Sounds great. The thing I also miss that I wish, this is us kind of like brainstorming an invention. Okay. When you drink coffee, you can set it to be ready when you wake up. Oh, yeah. And there isn't a tea version of that. You do a kettle? Yeah. Yeah, I do a kettle I do too. a kettle. And so there isn't a machine. I've looked. There isn't a machine that will brew tea for you. That's a really good idea, actually. Thank you. Trademark. Don't anybody steal it. It's Ben and Annie's. Done. We really, are, it's just yours. Well, I... But this, I brought you into it. Okay, this is a co-write. Yeah. Great. So you're going to get a cut because I brought you into <laughs> okay, it. Okay, love it. And I feel like you have a marketing prowess that I don't quite okay, have that you okay. can get it out to the All masses. Right. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> that was very enjoyable. I'm glad to know that about your tea situation. Yes. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about another one of our incredible partners, KiwiCo. I think you all know how I feel about snow. Gracious. So you can imagine how excited I am for spring to arrive. The hours of sunlight getting longer and the weather getting warmer. Yes, please. Spring brings new curiosities and a chance for kids to connect with the world around them. There's so much opportunity to learn, and it is the perfect time for new discoveries. KiwiCo delivers monthly science and art projects that celebrate a child's natural curiosity and sparks a love for lifelong learning. With KiwiCo, kids will explore different STEAM topics each month, ranging from rainbows to rocket ships and everything in between. They have subscription lines for kids of all ages, and some of my older mini BFFs, like in the 10 to 12-year-old range, were showing me 
this messenger bag that they got to dye. It was so pretty and they were so proud of it. Your child can get super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered right to them every month. I bet your kids love to have mail addressed to them just as much as I love having mail addressed to me. So it's sure to be their favorite day of the month. You'll be surprised at how high quality the materials are, but you know your girl AFD is only going to recommend awesome products to you. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for your kids. Step into spring and celebrate the season of discovery with the KiwiCo subscription. Get that 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with the code that sounds fun at kiwico.com. That's 30% off your first month at kiwico.com promo code that sounds fun. And I've got one more amazing partner to tell you about, Ritual. So here's the thing we know. The nutrition provided by the typical American food intake has got some uh, serious gaps. <laughs> Over 97% of women ages 19 to 50 aren't getting enough vitamin D. And 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, which we need, bone health, which we need, blood health, and antioxidant support. We also need these things. But Ritual didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. What they found was that their Essentials for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. That is impressive. Ritual is committed to third-party testing to include traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients and to always making sure their communication is clear. My Ritual multivitamins are a part of my daily morning routine. Y'all know I love that minty tab, so they taste good and they smell good. And I love knowing that their clean ingredients are helping me make sure my body gets what it needs that I'm not necessarily getting from what I eat. Right now, Ritual is offering my friends 10% off your first three months. So visit ritual.com slash that sounds fun and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to my conversation with Ben. You said, I've decided to do what sounds fun. Yep. Obviously, that matters to us. Here we here. go. Yep. Is getting to have fun professionally a benefit of success? Yeah, honestly, that's that's like the best question I've been asked in a long time. I I, I am I know people that are wired to need to like worry more about things. Like there are friends of mine who if they were like, What should I do like with my artistry? I'd be like, You need to like you need to stress out a little more about this. Like you need to write more <laughs> right, songs than right. this or like you need to whatever. And so I would say I would give this not that this is advice, I would yes. give this thought with this asterisk. I have always worried too much about stuff. And so like, you know, it is definitely uh you're in more of a position to have more freedom if you've had some amount of success. Mm -hmm. And there are times when it's just like, you just got to grind it out. But I probably always would have benefited from someone telling me like, Hey, you need to make sure you're, you're working on enjoying the sum Mm. because I was just like, if if, if like my career was like a school bus, all the seats were taken up and fun started out like in the front seat. But as soon as like more important things came on the bus, like it just got pushed all the way out. And it was like, sorry, man, no more room for you. Cause like we have like, 
this is such a rare opportunity and like you could mess this up if you don't like really work hard and whatever. It was just like, this is too valuable to give fun mm. a seat. So I think that it is a benefit or like a, it, it's a little bit of a luxury where like 18 year old me couldn't have probably been like, I'm just going to do what's fun. Yeah. But I probably would have always benefited from someone being like, hey man, like relax a little bit. Like yes. you, your extra whatever percent of worry is just not going to affect anything but your experience with this. Mm-hmm. But there are lots of people who are wired more to like, I just want to have fun. And to those people, I'd be like, you probably only get to really lean into that after, you know, you you've done bit. the work yeah. and you've put yourself in that in that position. I would say, though, at some point, whatever it is, if it's if it's a job that people that some people do as a hobby, it's going to be intensely competitive. And if you don't enjoy it, you're probably not going to be able to put the amount of time into it that you need to to do it. And I think the ten thousand uh, hours or right. whatever they and say. Pe- yeah, people don't look at music or creative things like this, but everything like that's it's just a professional sport. It's not any different than that. And so, huh. like, it's not necessarily a competition. Like, you're not having to beat anyone, but there are infinity people who are just working very hard at this. And if you don't enjoy it to where you're just doing it all the time, then you're probably potentially not going to be able to do it professionally. So I think that to me, it's like an in-between. It's not just a luxury because I think you need, you need to enjoy it enough to want to do it all the time. And it's not just like a grind either. So, yeah. I think a lot of different professions were affected differently in the pandemic. One of the benefits for your profession and my profession. People are laughing right now because so many books are coming out in 21 and 22. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, we all sat home for a year and, and wrote. Did, yeah, totally. And, and y'all got to do the same thing. There was costs to us that are different than costs to doctors or nurses. Yep. But one of the benefits is we really had fun in our creative endeavors. Did that help yeah, too and, this time? And, and, and honestly, like, I didn't realize how much, to go back to the bus analogy, like, I, I didn't like realize it. how many seats were taken up by just, like random like a one-off show we have to put a band together for or and like do a rehearsal and yeah run like out the, to California. there's so many strange I feel like if you looked at like my like monthly schedule there's a few things that happen all the time but then there's always like four or five things that are super random yeah. and it's just like oh this thing came up and then you mix in like maybe a writing trip or two to go write with people in California or whatever or then recording and then preparing for a tour and I didn't realize how little like just like space I had in my life, mm-hmm. even in years where I was technically off, I wasn't like doing a headline tour. Those are still very full. I was traveling right. a ton right. and I'm thinking ahead to like, you know, what's the record going to be like or with the music videos or whatever. And for the first time, it was literally like I was grounded from all of that. And it was like, hey, like just do the work, but there's not really a, a clock ticking for any of this. It's not like, wow. but like, in two weeks, you got to get on a plane and go do the show. Do you have, have you practiced enough for that? Or like, does the sub drummer know the set well enough? Who's got the tracks computer? Like all oh, of those gosh. thoughts yes. are gone. And it's literally just like, I would like listen to music, listen through the Beatles catalog. And then like, I would go to my like writing space and write. And I have not experienced like freedom like that probably since I was 18. Yeah. Cause I was always like, Oh, I got to keep this going. Yeah. And for the first time it was just like, uh, I'm just writing these songs, not even with a place to turn them in. It's yes. not like it's <laughs> nobody's not like, even waiting. No, it's no, there. There's no way to record them. There's no not no one is playing shows. Yeah. It's literally just like everything is shut down. And I, not to say that the pandemic is like a great thing because it was been awful for very many people. But for 
me creatively, it was a very unique experience yeah. and one that I haven't truly that I haven't had prop since I was a teenager. Yeah. And so that part of it was incredibly valuable. It yeah. like reignited like the record's called The Joy of Music. Like yeah. I didn't think I would feel that again. And now it's like, yeah, man, like this is just like I had fun on this album. Yeah. And got to like use my experience and skill set but channel it into something that's like just pure. Like there's no like yeah. aim. It's just like, this is just what came out. Yeah. yeah. A bunch of our friends send in questions from the AFD Week in Review emails we send out. We always tell them, here's who's coming next week. Yep. And yep. and you can ask questions. And a lot of the questions are, you seem so excited about the joy of music. Yeah, I really am. And I, th- I don't, I... I have never felt like you weren't excited about albums when they came out. You always have like a, here's why it matters to me. Yeah. But this one feels like joy. No, exactly. And I think that's just because I'm proud of the album. Yeah. Like, I think before, I've never made anything that I wasn't proud of, but I had more asterisks in my head of like, I don't know if that's all the way there. I wish I'd done this differently or whatever. And for the first time, the kind of that thing I said earlier about like, I just the whole record cycle, I've just had this weird feeling of like, I think it's going to work. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even know what that means exactly, but Snoop always, it means Snoop yeah, <laughs> but always before I would want to like, you know, if I met somebody and they were like, let me listen to your new album, I'd, I'd have a bunch of excuses that I needed uh-huh. to make. Like, well, uh-huh. but this, and th- the mix on this one or whatever. And on this one, I w- I'd just be like, just listen to it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And that's the first time I felt like that. And I, I don't know if that's about the actual quality of the music or the experience I had making it. I think it's probably a little both, but I really feel like it's the first one that I would just like be like, no caveats, just listen to the whole thing. And I really think it's great. And not in a like, cause I'm so great way, but just like for the first time, I'm like just excited to share it with people. Cause I think it's a good thing to put in the world. The things feel different with God on this one. I think it just feels like a little, I don't know if it's as different, like on that, level I think it's just like there's less clutter uh-huh. in like whatever I mean I think everything is kind of spiritual but like music for the first time just felt uncomplicated yeah. and so I think that that probably clears room for a lot of things and honestly like there's a song on the album that is probably my most like I guess spiritual or religious song so far and some of that too I think I'm approaching this record differently, just like from a place of gratitude. And I think that's, you know, I feel like the older I get, the more that I feel, to be totally honest, kind of far away from like the faith that I felt at like 15 or something. But I also feel like still kind of grounded in it in a probably a lot more open sense i'm sure listeners are like oh no are you are we losing you Uh, oh my gosh not at all no but i feel like the uh i feel like the whole record probably came from a place of gratitude and i think that that is grounded in faith for me and so i think i felt the freedom to like go to that place and other places i think it's probably just the first time that i've actually had to like stop for long enough to realize that there's like so much to be thankful for and i think it's a different feeling you know it's like you're running a marathon and someone's like, aren't you glad about this marathon? And before I would have been like, I mean, yeah, I'm like pretty tired also. Like this is, <laughs> this I'm running fast and far yeah. and it feels like for the first time I stopped running and someone's like, hey, aren't you glad about this? I'm like, wow, I really am. Like I'm yeah. so thankful for like the place that I'm at and like my family and, you know, I think some of it was just that too, was being able to like have the perspective and not be in motion. Yes. Um, 
So, yeah. That's so funny that music got uncomplicated when you added twins yeah. to your life. That is hilarious, man. You're oh, like, my God. Well, your house tripled in kiddom. Oh, it, it, it <laughs> is so cute. It has been a wild, wild season. <laughs> I don't, And I don't know what that's about either. I think I was ready for that to like wipe out my creativity and in some weird way. I don't know. Maybe it like grounded me more, like tethered me in a good way more. Huh. Less like angsty, like, uh, and more just like, I'm here yeah. doing this. Yeah, I, I feel like I lived like a monk almost for like a year. Like every day I did the same thing. I would get up, make Jane's waffles, make my tea. The twins get their bottles. Either that's Hillary or me. And then I would go out to my office at 8.30, work until lunch, come back in, eat lunch with the family, maybe make Jane lunch, Go back out and work till three. I would ride the Peloton. I would get showered up. And then from like five after they woke up until night, it was like take care of the kids. And yeah. it was just like repeat that yeah. every day. And I think I didn't realize how much maybe I also am a routine person because I've never really had ah. one like that. So that was nice. Do you have a routine on the road though? Kind of, but not really. You I think mean, that'll like, be different for this round? I will try to. Yeah. You can you can control some of it, but you can't I mean, you, can. you can't totally yeah. make that happen. Right. Yeah. Are you gonna bring your Peloton on the road? I actually have thought about I it. I think you should. I might. I mean we have to take a truck this time, which I'm oh. already like, oh gosh. <laughs> but uh, And dear everyone, he doesn't mean like a pickup truck, he means an eighteen wheeler. Yeah. Yes, you have a um, semi. Yeah, but I is I, your face gonna be on the side? I hope not. Oh, uh, I hope so. My no. dream is to wrap a bus <laughs> with my face. <laughs> oh man. Maybe if I had to. Uh oh maybe it'll just be the joy character. Honestly, that'd be sick. That's so fun. That would be awesome. Yeah. I wanna yeah, I should ask about that. But I, I've got to imagine there's going to be space for a Peloton yeah. in a semi. Tell me why the Pelotons mattered so much to you. Because I was able to do it even when it was cold outside. Like I could, that part of my routine could stay the same regardless yep. of like, and when it was like warm, I would run and stuff. But basically I could still, could control that part of it where mm -hmm. like, I feel like if you're just doing outside and there's a long time where gyms were closed, where yeah. I couldn't go to the Y. I still haven't gone back. I really want to. I've just gotten such in that rut. Yeah. But uh, I think it's just consistency. Like it wasn't, you know, when it starts getting cold, I'm kind of a pansy about that. Same. I don't like running when it's real cold. And so like when it's like that, I didn't I didn't have an excuse to be like, oh, I just stopped running, I guess. Yeah. It's like, no, man, that Peloton is just still sitting there. So. I just got the treadmill. Did you really? Uh, in November because I got into such a habit. Last year, I walked a ton and yep. ran a ton. Totally. And and loved it and felt like it was a spiritual thing for me. Totally. And then it got cold and I was like, Peace oh, out. I can't. Yeah. I can't let this die just because I'm a wimp. Yep. And so I got a tread and it is, I mean, I love that thing. Oh. The classes are the best. Yeah. I, I haven't done the treadmill yet. I should. Um, yeah. Yes, you're welcome to come try it. It's I might. awesome. It's like the curved one, isn't it? No. Oh, it okay. isn't curved. But it's, I, do they have a curved one? I don't, I don't know. know. No, it's just a regular, well, I don't know if it's a regular treadmill, but it does the incline and all that stuff. But cool. there's hiking classes, running, walk, I mean, all sorts of different yeah, things. Yeah, I, I haven't, I'm not, I'm not a great optimizer of, like, I don't use all the features of things. And everybody's been like, you can do, like, other classes, and I just never have. Yeah, you I, just you, bike. You can do, like, the running thing on your phone and stuff. That's what I've heard. Never I haven't, it, it yeah. hadn't been warm enough for me to prove it. I believe them, <laughs> but it is still far too cold for yeah. me to prove that. Yeah. I think you should bring it. That's my dream is once I can tour and bring everything I want to bring. Yeah. no. <laughs> I, and honestly, that honestly exercise on the road is really difficult because like usually you're not sleeping great. And then like you're exerting a lot of, like yes. you're burning a lot of calories yes. performing. And so times when I've tried to be like super healthy guy on the road yeah. and I'm like working out a lot, 
truly you could like set a timer two thirds of the way through the show. I'm just like gassed. And even, even if I'm in like great shape. And so I end up feeling like, well, I can't be doing this to the detriment of the show just to be like, but hey, I worked out a lot today. (laughs) And so, um, I'm beefier than when I left, but I can only do two thirds of a show. (laughs) Right. Uh, and yeah, so I think like trying to figure out how to do that. And then honestly, this is like silly, but like some places, depending on when you're touring, like allergies can be real weird. And so if you're like, I'm going to go run like real far, then sometimes that can mess it up. And so I feel like a Peloton would be great because it's like, hey, like this is not going to kill you, Mm -hmm. but you can like, yeah. It's just kind of- You can control the environment every day. Totally. That's my biggest goal on the road is to make every day feel as similar as the day before. Yeah. Even though I want to go to a local coffee shop, but every day I want to go get a chai. Totally. Like that is the only way. Our big goal, I say to people before we leave, is I want us all to be healthier when we get home than when we left. Honestly, and that's my, like, that. that is my goal as well in all forms. Yeah, and I think- it it is just like a tough thing to nail down, and it's a really good part of the routine. But like, I also realized you just expend so much energy singing. I my grandmother once said, she was like, I listened to someone and they said it was just like shouting for an hour. I was like, it's exactly like that. Wow. And so like, part I of it is thought just about that. yeah. I mean, it's you're like, and if you're like running around too. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'll bring the Peloton. I'll let you know how or it do goes. You, does your watch? Do you have a watch that keeps your calories? Have you ever done a calorie count on a show? I know John McLaughlin has done that. Yeah. I, Dave Haywood did too and showed it on Lady A's thing. I think he'd burn like 1,200 calories. Yeah, and honestly, everybody that, that I know that's done it is in that range. I think I might have worn a whoop a couple times uh-huh. during a show. I don't know. It's it's definitely, it is sizable. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a real amount. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Shopify. Now that is a fun little sound. That was the sound of a sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. I know a bunch of us, myself included, are entrepreneurs and business owners, and Shopify gives us the resources that were previously big business only. So everyone from startups to established businesses can sell everywhere and synchronize online and in-person sales and stay up to date on all of your numbers, which y'all know I care about. We will take all the help in scaling our businesses that we can get, right? I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed. We've been using Shopify as our e-commerce selling platform where we host shopanniefdowns.com for over three years. The functionality is everything that we need to make sure you get your long sleeve that sounds fun tee or your able earrings delivered in a jiffy. We love the tools that Shopify provides. It lets you track inventory and sales. You can accept all major payment methods and Shopify integrates with tons of apps and social media platforms. So you can connect with customers everywhere they're already spending time online, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and more. And they provide insights with detailed reporting on things like conversion rates and profit margins and all the really important data you need to keep making the best decisions for your business. Shopify grows with you as your business adjusts and grows. There's virtually no limit to the possibilities powered by Shopify. So go to shopify.com slash sounds fun, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. So go to shopify.com slash sounds fun right now. Shopify.com slash sounds fun. And now back to finish up our conversation with Ben. Okay, let's talk about the joy of music. So okay, can we great. Do that? You created a character. I did. Why? Why is there a why is there a puppet slash muppet to go I with you? Don't. 
I don't know where it came from. I, I think like the closest I can get, truly it was like I had a really, really weird like wild wave of creativity, almost unlike I've ever had right after Christmas of, I guess it would have been last year. And I just wrote- Like right at the start of 21? You yes. You had this like wave just crash like, over? Yeah, just crazy really? like- yeah, wrote. You don't know why? Uh, no, I wrote a lot of Man. songs at once, and and like every every songwriter has waves like that, but this was just like a really strange one, and so one of the those songs was uh, one of the songs that's out right now called Supernatural, and I remember being like, it's I gotta so make a video for this, and it's gotta have dancing, and uh-huh. that's I'm terrified of dancing, like mortified to do that. I was like, I probably need to learn how to dance to do this, <sighs> and then I don't know. I don't remember how the other pieces that's it was truly like a fever dream. Like yeah. I just like I sent Greg an email that was like five pages long that was essentially the treatment for the short yeah. film. And yeah. I was like, we have to do this. And he was like, Okay, let's figure it out. And somewhere in there, the idea for joy came about. We haven't totally explained it yet. Kind of the short film really explains it, but yes. I'll I'll do my best right here. So, and I think you'll get what I'm saying. Hopefully the listeners do too had this idea for kind of like a giant like Muppet monster. We talked to Jim Henson's Creature Shop, who they make the Muppets in Sesame Street and like all of the crazy creatures yeah. you see in films. And they were like, we could do it, but it's really expensive. And so I tried to find somebody else and found yeah. some other people. It didn't really work. And so we went back to Henson and we're like, we want to do this. You called Jim Henson and – or his office and Snoop Dogg in this album. Yeah, I know. It's ben- it never never – if you told me that a few years ago, I'd be like, right. did I did I get into drugs or something? That's right. Um, but wow. anyways. So you called them back. Called the people back, and we started. I had sent them some sketches that I had done. They had their artist do sketches. He's incredible. We picked, and we started honing in on kind of that character. They yeah. started building it. I went to New York to, like, give notes. And this part is a little unbelievable, but you got to suspend your disbelief to enter you know, the joy of music with me. We're very close to the end of it and it's really clunky and they're like, you're never going to believe this, but there's a guy who looks just like this and he lives in Nashville. I'm like, are you kidding? They're like, yeah, his name is Joy. Can't believe you haven't run into him yet. He's huge. And I was like, why didn't you just tell me this at the beginning of this crazy process? Had I known I could just meet someone. And I guess the deal was Joy had contacted them saying, Mm. I want to be in the Muppets and like, you can't be in the Muppets. We make the Muppets. But worked out well. Wow. And so Joy is now stars in the uh, short film with me, yes. and he's actually staying at my house right now, which is really cool. Oh, great! Yep. He was in Murfreesboro. I bet the kids and now, love him. Yeah, they do. Jane is still a little bit, a little bit iffy. He's very. The boys though are like, yep, I'm in. <laughs> yep. He can't, cannot fit through a doorway. He, when they were making the first iteration of Joy, I was like, "Tell me what I can still change," because uh-huh. I don't want to give you feedback that you can't. Yeah. Change, and they were like, "Well." You can't change how big it is. Yeah. And I had asked it to be really big. Yeah. And I got there. Like, you and I could not put our arms around it. Yeah. And the pictures of you with Joy, it is it is bigger than three people. Oh, for sure. And I think pe- people, I'm, I'm, I'm not like a large person, but I'm larger than people think I am. I'm probably like six, two. Yeah. Joy, like, dwarfs me yeah. in all ways. Yeah. Just like, he's very large. Yeah. Why'd y'all make the short film? What's that? Um... I don't know. I uh, fever dream. Of yeah, creativity. I, I think I love it. It started out kind of being like these will be the music videos, and I'd be like, it'd be aw-. They're kind of started to be like a narrative arc, and I'll share the narrative arc here. Yeah. Basically, the idea 
it's kind of a metaphor for the pandemic, but I'm like working on the first song, Dream On, and I fall asleep, but I don't know I'm asleep. And then Joy is in this house with me, and yeah. I'm just freaked out, like, what is going on? And enter a dream world with Joy, where he kind of shepherds me through, like, me rediscovering, like, gratitude and the joy yeah. of music. And I wake back up in the same place that I fell asleep at the end of the film. Yeah. And there's a miniature Joy that Jane has left me, and she's like, oh. basically, that's why it's in my head. I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh, like, this was Jane's yeah. toy all along, yeah. and, like, the giant version of it was in my dream. And then I, like, have rediscovered the joy of music and I'm ready to, like, go out into the world, yeah. you know, and, like, share that with people. But, you know, that really is just a metaphor for, like, the pandemic, which is basically, like, everybody kind of, like, stopped, yeah. fell asleep. And I sort of rediscovered something that is really special to me and kind of I'm coming out of with com- coming out of that with, like, a different perspective. And I'm just, like, excited to, like, go do it. I don't know. I don't remember why I was, like, we're making this short film. It was just kind of, like, built on itself. Yeah. And it was, like, this could be the video for Dream On and this could be Supernatural and this could be Best Life. And then yeah. and we looked up and it was, like, oh. So it's essentially the first six songs of the record in order and then the last song of the record all have essentially a, a chapter, a music yeah. video, and together yeah. it's, like, one narrative. This is incredible. It's wild. It really yes. is. It is like a so many different pieces of one piece of art. Yeah, it is. It really is. Ben, yeah. that's awesome. And I'm actually nervous for the first time because like instead of like guarding my like, I don't know if this is going to go well. I'm like, I th- really think it's going to go well, wow. which is a more vulnerable place for yes. me. Because yes. I can't, there's no like in golf you'll joke about if you hit a good tee shot and you're playing with people, sometimes you'll be like, yeah, it was a little toey being like, I could have hit it farther. Uh-huh. And this is the first record that's like, I hit that as far as I could. Yes. And like, we made this crazy short film and it's really good. Yeah. And now you're like, oh man, I hope it like, you know, I don't know what this means, but I hope it like gets its due. I hope people yeah. are like, this is such a great piece of art. Cause before it was always like, well, you know, I, it was a little toey. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't hit as hard as I could. Now right. it's like, no, I smashed this. So yeah. like, I hope it goes good. You know what I mean? How can people see the film? It's not out yet. Okay. It will come out after the record's out. Oh, good. It'll okay. all it'll be like on YouTube, chapter by chapter. We're still trying to figure. I just want to put it up as the whole film. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I don't know. But we might do more screenings. But oh, I, the screenings here, people lost their minds. It was minds awesome. About. And it made me want to do more of them. But yes. then it's also like we're doing the tour. So I don't know if we want to like sell tickets to a thing that's not the tour. Yeah, before the certainly. Tour. I don't know. Certainly. Yeah. So the singles that are out, Live My Best Life, Dream On, Supernatural, mm-hmm. they're all like, I, you did hit it as far as I've ever seen you hit it. Awesome. So Thanks so much. I want Thank you. you to hear me say that. Great. I, that makes me feel it's good. It's incredible. Thank you. Is this album one that we listen to front to back? 100%. On purpose. Every song is in its place on purpose. I A couple of people have been like, are those the best three songs? And I'm like, I don't think any of those are the best. Like, I don't think they're, those three are in like the top of the album. Yeah. And so like, I I just think it's really good. And I, I'm not going to be like, you have to listen to it start to finish. I am going to say that to people. Okay, great. You, I, <laughs> I, I, I think you should because it's, I feel like there was like a period of time when people made albums where like every song yeah. was good and you should listen to it. And then it kind of grew into this thing where it's like two songs are good and everything else is not good. Mm-hmm. I feel really strongly that this is an album that it's like, hey, like, all these songs are yeah. as good as each other. It's not like the best three are up top, downhill from there. It's like, yeah. no, I mean, it's so, I, I'm so interested to see what songs people gravitate towards because yeah. to me, it's like an open, um, there aren't, it's not like, well, probably this one. It's right. like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> right. I, I think they're good. I don't know. What will success look like to you? I've tried so hard to define that and I really don't know. Okay. I, I just don't want you to miss it if it happens. I know, and that's and and that's and that's my thing. It's like I don't know what this record working, quote unquote, yeah. looks like. Yeah, I really don't, and that's not. I'm not being like 
uh, that's not like self-preservation or anything. It's I really don't. I think it is like going to be one of the best albums yeah. this year, but I don't know what like quote unquote success looks like sure. because the music industry is rapidly changing and it's not quite as, um, it's just more fragmented than it ever used to be. Yeah. And so it's not as clear cut of like, yeah, well, like this is what a record like this could or should do. Sure. I, I would liken it to like, you know, 20 years ago, everybody watched Friends, right? Yeah. And now as close as you can get to ubiquity with TV shows is like, do you watch Succession? It's like, I mean, one in 10 of your friends does. And it's like the biggest show right now. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not like we're watching NBC anymore. It's like you're yeah. watching like one of eight streaming services yes. or maybe like some online thing. Yes. And so because of that, I mean, music is no different. I really don't, I don't have a clear, like this is what success will be for me on this record mm -hmm. because everything feels so ambiguous now. If it was like 20 years ago, I'd be like, I want to win like best new artist at the Grammys or something. Yes. But like, it just doesn't really work like that anymore. Yeah. And it doesn't, there is still that award, but like, it's not, uh, the path to that is, is way different than it used to be. Yeah. So, um, I think the best I could put it is I would love to like have a moment again. I think I'm just like, I think this is great. I hope yeah. like people think it's awesome, but I, I should, Honestly, after this, I should go like write down what success would look like because I think it is it would be easy for it to kind of like pass you by already. Like I've never gotten great playlisting on DSPs. That's like Spotify, Apple mm -hmm. Music, whatever. I'm kind of in a weird playlist gap where it's like I'm pop music, but not like pop pop. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like totally like a niche thing, but like kind of am. Yeah, you're not quite singer songwriter. You're way more pop. But right. Yeah, yeah. And so I've kind That's of existed in a yeah. weird in between of those things. And so for the first time on the first couple songs, it got they got like great playlists yes. on Spotify. I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And instead of just like celebrating that immediately, I was like, well, are they staying in that position on the playlist? How's is this going okay? <laughs> and I was like, oh man, like this is something that I've wanted for a long time yes. and now I have it instead of being like high fives. I'm just like, well, okay, now what? Yeah. So like, I don't, I you don't gotta have fun in this part. Totally. Too. I don't, I don't want to do that because making the album was so much fun and making yes. things to me is really fun. And then the watching and waiting, not as much fun. Yeah. So I should do a good job. Of, I should <laughs> no. do a good job of defining success. Cause if I don't, I'm worried I'll look up and be like, was it good? I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you been nominated for a Grammy? No, I haven't. Okay. I, I need I need to uh, I need to make music for a smaller pool like I feel like if I made like I'd have a better shot if I made like Americana music or folk music it's mm -hmm. like that's a that's a pool that I could fit in a little better yeah. and not I mean the level of music there is incredibly high there's just fewer entrants yes. and like any category that I would be nominated for, it's like me and like Dua Lipa, right? Or or like me right, and like me and the baby, and it's yeah. just like I'm just not I'm not gonna probably be very competitive in that sense. And so like there it is. It's it feels like I'm like um, uh, yeah. I think if my whole goal was like I just want to be nominated for a Grammy. I would probably have to aim differently. Yeah. Because I, I just, I, I don't, I mean, maybe this record could sure. just explode and be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. This, But, you know, there's not a lot of music that sounds like my music that is like crushing in those formats. It's yeah. it's like a little bit of a, an in-between. So. And there's so much that normal people like me don't know about the politics of record labels and yeah. who gets nominated and how and who votes and... It's all messier than it than just what was the best album this year that people oh, got totally. to hear with their ears. Totally, yeah, yes. yeah. 
I will give you an award. Oh, thank you. I mean, it, I, I don't know that. what it'll count for, but <laughs> that sounds fun. I do own that sounds fun awards.com. Oh, great. So, you know, because here's what I've learned it's cool to win. Yeah. It's way cooler to give them. Yeah. And I mean, already, I think that the, and I know this, but like the, if you're looking for like specific achievements, that just never works out yeah. the way you want it to. Well, even I've never won an award. I've lost every time I've been nominated, <laughs> but I, I never walk away being like, oh, that felt just like I thought it was going to no. be. No. And we're like, yeah, like any, any milestone so far for me, that's like, I never thought this would happen. And then it happens. It's just like, as good as it gets is like crazy. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But it's never, it is never the true feeling of like, you did it. That's yeah. never come from any like mile marker or achievement yes. so far for me. And the, the best it ever gets is like a little bit of like good, like flow state while yeah. you're working on something. That's, that's the best that it gets. And I wish I could like tell my younger self that and tell myself now that it's like, yeah. I, and that's, and that's why when you're like, what would success look like? I want to define it because I already know. Really and truly, 100% in the core of my being, if it's like, hey, Ben, like you won like fill-in-the-blank award, I know what that's going to feel like. Yeah. Really great for an evening, an and then time, it's yeah. going to be like, okay, but like this guy or this girl's mm -hmm. got, I don't know, they sold out 12 nights at wherever place yep. I'm playing. Yep. And then, I mean, well, come on, like you too is selling out football. Like yes. you, there's always going to be There's someone. no top of the mountain. No, there's not. There's no. Yeah, and so on that level, I should I should figure this out because I, I part of my job now is like, hey, like, continue to operate from a place of joy and yes. don't be like, oh, you know what I mean. We have been friends for over a decade, crazy, and I've never seen you release an album with this much peace. Oh wow, that makes me feel good. I, I mean, I, I've never noticed it was not that. Do you sure. know what I mean? I've never yeah, been yeah, like, yeah. wow, he's tumultuous as a right, human. Right. But you are it, you are so light. Yeah, about I feel, this one, it, it feels like that. Yeah, and that's I think that's the that's how you're reading too. Yeah, I mean that's well, that's it's, it is coming like it's all like coming from that place, which I feel like I have never made music that I was like I was never manufacturing anything. No. It wasn't like, Ugh. but it's definitely a different. It just feels like a different thing, this yeah. one. Yeah. People get to hear it this week. It's out this week. I just can't wait to see what it looks like when it works. I, I am with you. Now, you know I'm a little more optimistic as a human all the sure. time. right. But I think this one works. Oh, man, that feels so good. I mean, I just think it does. Yeah, and, and, I, and honestly, I've never, I've never felt like this, but I think it, I think it does too, and I have yeah. the whole time. And, but the, the X Factor is I don't know what it working looks like. Yeah. But still, it's just like when you have like a good – feeling about something yeah. the, literally i've said that to greg the whole time i've been like i just think it's gonna work man yeah. and i this is the first record cycle we've worked together on and i keep being like i wish you knew how strange it was <laughs> i feel like if, if, if my previous manager could hear me saying yes. that he'd be like ben are you okay ben, <laughs> i know our when that sounds fun the book released this year everyone on my team this was their first book right and i was like it does we don't always hit new york times you guys no totally <laughs> this totally. was the first time yeah. Yeah. it's not always gonna be like yeah. this okay let's talk for a minute about you playing in the pro-am Yes. Oh, oh, my God. We have to have a little golf talk now that we're a golf pod. 100%. Thanks to um, Bubba Watson. How did you end up playing in a pro-am golf tournament? Yeah, so basically I, I've done um, – so the this this one is called the AT&T <clears throat> Pro-Am, and it's like the pinnacle of all Pro-Ams because it's a PGA – it's like a PGA event. Okay. And essentially there's like a small 
group of celebrities, and they play your every, every amateur. So some amateurs are like random people. Most of them like CEOs of companies. Right, I was about to say really rich guys. Yes, somehow get to be AMs. Indeed. So that I, I initially thought from the outside, from what they show on TV, it seems like it's mostly celebrities. It's not. Uh-huh. It's mostly um, just like people, right? And then a few celebrities. But that's just who they show on TV. Yes. Got and um, I mean, maybe they show other AMs. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I've always been like, this would be the pinnacle of like a golf experience. And it really is. Like I've, my phone, I've done, we said this before we started, yeah. maybe we were already talking. Yeah. I've done a number of interesting things. Uh-huh. Never received <laughs> so many communications <laughs> for anything. No, no, no TV appearance. No and anything. And you've done big stuff. Yeah. And everybody it's, it's, cared it's never, about never, you being in that golf yeah, tournament. Every, just my phone just... I, I didn't look at my phone during the rounds and I would get back to my phone and it was like, it's comical. I was like, I can't <laughs> return these texts. But anyways. Because you're on national TV live, well, right? Yeah, but I, and, and I, I was not on TV very much. But just people finding out that I was in it uh-huh. were like tracking the scores and whatever. It was really funny. But um, Who was your pro? So the I'll, – I'll try to tell this quickly. I ended up replacing – my the pro and celebrity were gonna be a guy named Peter Jacobson, and it was his last round of competitive golf. He's sixty seven, and oh he came gosh. back to play in his last AT and T with Huey Lewis, who is like my idol. Right. I replaced Huey Lewis because he <laughs> tore a. I, think, I don't know exactly what he messed up his shoulder, like the week before, and I was already coming out there to do a concert for the tournament. Yes, yeah, so you and Charles. I saw Charles put it up there. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I I was doing a concert, and I was going to play in the practice rounds, and then they were like, you can be first alternate, and this is a great way to get in the tournament in the future, which I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm if I have to go out there and do a concert and play the practice rounds, and do I was going to do the celebrity hole in one right. thing as well. I was like, yeah, I'll, that's great. What a dream. And, yeah. and, like, if that betters my chances in the future, great. So I'm paired – with Peter Jacobson, the kindest man on planet Earth, a very, very successful, like, he's had a, a killer career. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's his last competitive round. Caddying for him is a guy named Fluff, who's, like, one of the most famous caddies in the PJ Tour. He's very old. Caddied for Tiger at his height. <gasps> he was, like, around for that. Caddied for everybody. <laughs> and so then I get word, so this is who you're paired with. And I'm like, okay, great, awesome. I get word that Huey is going to follow us. He's going to walk with us the whole tournament. So basically my whole Oh my god. Turn- and the other the other celebrity in our group was Steve Young, the quarterback. The quarterback. Yeah, yeah. who I I I grew up playing Tecmo Super Bowl with Steve Young. <laughs> Try not to get So you're like I am much. again having a fever dream. <laughs> oh, totally. And so I mean literally the whole the whole week is just like I hit my shot and then Huey Lewis, who's now like my bro, just yeah. like comes alongside me and we talk until we get to the next shot. It was awesome. Unbelievable. It was definitely a little, uh, you know, it's, I've played in one other event like that. I did the BMW, which is like the, the corn ferry. That's the tour below the PGA tour. It's okay. like the, essentially the minor corn leagues. Corn ferry. K-O-R-N. It's like a consulting company. Fascinating. Okay. I know. It's like the AT&T of the corn ferry tour. Got so it. I had done one other thing like this, but I've never played competitive golf. So like doing it for real, they call it playing your ball down, which means okay. like you're not taking any gimmies, you're not oh. hitting any extra shots. It's like you're Mul- like- No mulligans? No mulligans. You got it. Thanks. <laughs> no no mulligans. You, you're playing tournament golf. Yeah. It's like if you hit a ball out of bounds, so it's, it it's not go drop a ball, it's re-tee, hit another one, like wow. do it right. So I never played competitive golf and it's like, that's a little nerve wracking. And then at the AT&T, there are like, I did such a bad job getting content from this, but there are like 
a zillion people watching. It's like grandstands everywhere. And so like, it was, you know, definitely some moments that I was like, felt nerves in a way that had like heart beating really hard. Like I've not gotten that in a long time. And when it's like, they're like announcing you on the first tee, Ben Rector from Nashville, Tennessee. And then it's silence. And like the people, the, 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 the people with like, you know, that you no. see on TV, like they have like the two things they hold up and say quiet. Yeah. It's like everybody around the tee box holds those up. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss <laughs> the ball. And I'm, I'm like, okay at golf. You're a very good and golfer. And so I'm like literally having thoughts like I could, I could miss it. I could right. hurt somebody. I could like whiff and hit a kid. Like, I don't know. So, oh my gosh! It was really man. awesome. Truly, the the best it, I could have ever imagined it going, and it was just like such a blessing to be there. It was awesome. The comparison I made when I saw your stuff on Instagram is, I was like, "Is this like?" And you could you're the only one who could tell me yes or no. Mm-hmm. Is this like me getting my nails done with Dolly and Reba? A hundred. Okay, that's what I think. That's what I think. It's, I mean, like, and we just get to talk while we're getting our nails truly, done. Truly, if you if you could like. Uh, all of us in the group talked about this. It was like a really unique thing that happened because it was the end of Peter's career. Yeah. And it's, I don't know if Huey will ever wild. do it again. And the other pro that was paired with Steve Young got in on a sponsor's exemption and he was like playing the tournament of his life. He's like never competed at that level and he was playing great. Uh. It was a, it was a really weird, we were all together like rooting him on and trying to keep <laughs> it light. But it was a really weird thing where we all like had this moment, like Steve is like, I've played in this event like eight or nine times. He was like, I've never had a group like this. And it was like summer camp. Like, I feel like we we're all like, wow, this is pretty special. Yeah. And I, I've said, I said this to those guys. I was like, if you could like put me in a time machine and be like, okay, you can pick any group you want to be in. You could be in the guy who wins group. You could play with XYZ, whoever. I was like, if I could do it all again, I would choose like everything that has happened. I would do it. It it was so much fun. It was incredible. Yeah. That's amazing. It was really cool. It was fun to watch. Everybody can go back and look on your Instagram because you posted a lot of cool pictures and stories from it. I'm ready for you to write out the Huey Lewis experience. Oh my gosh. Because you're like, I'm coming with words about this, but I don't have them yet. I know. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you want us to do before? That no, I don't think so. Come see me on tour. Yes, the tour, the tickets are out. I had a friend text me. I need you to know he texted me the night before your tickets went on sale in Nashville, and he was like, are we going? I was like, yeah, <laughs> awesome. so we're coming. Awesome. The tour starts when? It's in May. Okay, I don't May and June. Like, I think you're June here, yeah. but yeah. And what's the venue here? Uh, Ascend. Dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not playing the Ryman anymore. No, no I, you we, outgrew we, it. We played we we played Ascend once before, and then the last tour, I didn't want to straddle venue types, which yeah. is like indoor outdoor. It's yeah. just like hard to bring the right production, right? And kind of not knowing what COVID would be like, et cetera. Most of the shows on the tour are outdoors, which I think would be fun. Yeah, and you have a truck now, so you can bring as much as you oh. want. Peloton oh, oh included. My gosh. Your face on the side. Yeah. Okay, Ben. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Yeah. Tell me what sounds fun to you. Oh man. Uh, what sounds fun is getting in a time machine and doing yeah. last week all over again. Yeah. But honestly, it sounds fun to to imagine spring happening in Nashville oh, and getting to be outside wait. and just like, I don't know. I, at some point, I'll be on the other side of this album and I'll be like, that's what happened with the album. But yes. right now, I'm like, don't know what's going to happen. Can't yeah. wait. I hope you feel so proud of this album and Thanks. so proud of yourself. Thank you. I think we all feel that for you. Thanks so much. So you are You're really kind. Well, I mean it. I wouldn't lie to you. <laughs> so I, I'm very excited for people to get to hear this. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Oh, you guys, don't you love him? I think the world of Ben Rector, my gracious. Y'all be sure to grab the joy of music wherever you get your music and follow Ben all over the place on social media. So you can tell him thanks so much for being on the show. 
If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and in Phoenix tonight and Denver on Wednesday. All the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home. Do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. And today, what sounds fun to me? Well, you know it. It's tonight in Phoenix. And tomorrow, we have a day off passing from Phoenix to Denver. I'm super excited to hang out with our crew for one last day. So y'all have a great week. I hope I see you tonight or Wednesday out on the road. And we'll see you guys, all of you, back here on Thursday with some of my very favorite brothers, Joel and Luke Smallbone from For King and Country. We'll see y'all then.